0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story.
1: ain't no one And when I'm on the microphone, you... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 30, volume 3 of Big Fan. My name is Chad East, and I'm a big fan of ancient alien reruns, 10-year-old bicycle gangs, and 17-year-old
0: birthday quarantine parties. Oh, my name is Hank Imer, and I'm a big fan of building a mountain bike course where kids could win America Home Video Awards watching your wife save money by not going out shopping during the quarantine, and being only asked to drive by somebody's home during their birthday celebration. So you have been privy to the birthday
1: parade quarantine celebrations lately too, Hank?
0: I have my first one tonight.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you're speaking to an expert on them because
0: I saw you. Did you see me in line for the... Birthday I, celebration. I you, you you had a uh, very prominent role in the uh, motorcade. I was the lead car in the motorcade. Guess how many cars we ended up having? How many?
1: Thirty five cars. Yo. Let me tell you the situation. So my mom turned seventy two on Monday, and one of her good friends planned, you know, a celebration of we meet at the bargain hunt parking lot. Okay, meet at the bargain hunt parking lot. Everybody decorates their cars, and we're, the plan is just to go down Loop Hill, pull into my mom and dad's driveway. Nobody get out. There was a little table over there that people could leave cards or toilet paper or wine, whatever they want to leave, and then just continue to come through the circle in their driveway and leave. Okay, That was the plan. So anyway, uh, this fine friend of my mom called Bargain Hunt. It was like, look, this is the, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have about maybe 10 cars in your parking lot. They just, just want to make sure it's cool with you. We're not going to be disrupting business. We'll park on the side. Bargain Hut said, hey, no sweat. Well, the 10 cars turned into 32. Two cop cars roll up to the front car, which is mine. Like, what is going on here? You know, you're disrupt you're disrupting business and disrupting people with all this amount of cars here. I was like, are you kidding me? We're on the side. It's my mom's birthday. This is how we're going to celebrate by having to pray for. Her. And the cop looked at me straight in my face and was like, Hey, man, it's perfect. I think this is great what you're doing. But two people called, two different people called. We were there for 10 minutes, Hank. Two people called and complained to the cops. So the cop was like, When are you going to go? And I was like, We're leaving here in three minutes. And I said, Would you mind giving me a police escort for the birthday? And she smiled and almost took me up on her. But she said she had to go take care of something else. So that would have been cool. The police awesome.
0: car. That would have been awesome. Anyway, uh, it's, it's hard to believe yeah, that, low people, low that people have the uh, the audacity to complain about. Because you could see, I could see that. In, in my text to you, I was like, whose birthday yeah, who's are we? Oh, birthday. I mean, yes, it's exactly. hard to believe that uh, somebody would complain about that. What a miserable person. I thought the same thing. I was like, for like three
1: minutes, I got real pissed off. I was like. Who called? Like, I wanted to find out who called. Like, come on, do something with your life, you know? But anyway, uh, we let that just dust off the shoulder. We got in the car, loaded up all the balloons, and so we went down Loop Hill. And you know Loop Hill? I mean, my mom and dad's house is right at the bottom. And right. so there was a traffic jam, you know, from the bottom to where you pull into my mom and dad's house, all the way to the top, and, and there was because of one reason. The rules were you cannot stop. You pull into the driveway, honk, honk, honk. And continue out we had someone directing traffic too to make sure everything was cool there's always one little apple in the bunch buddy you know that they it's not good enough just to drive through the driveway honk 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 she felt like she needed to get out of the car come up to my mom who we've got masks on you know we're social distancing and runs up and gives her a hug that's ridiculous I'm like, Lady. Get in your car. We got to keep this train going. So you start hearing all these other cars that aren't in the parade trying to get by, like, ah, ah. You just holler in and hoot, and, you know, it was whatever it was. But we made it through, and my mom just, you know, she was surprised and just had a blast. So it was a very, very
0: successful birthday
1: party. Tell me about yours that's getting ready to happen today.
0: Well, t- the one tonight is uh, somebody that I work with. It's her husband, and he's turning yes. 50. And so All right. they are we've got uh, plans to meet at Mountain View Elementary School this evening and we're going to go by. But it's supposed to rain here in a couple of minutes. And Jigwin has cupcakes and she's going to walk them out to the cars. Right. Well, it's going to be some soggy cupcakes coming out of these cars. And I'll tell you what I told Reagan, I said, we might take that cupcake in. And we might go right out the driver's window. We might (laughs) block that thing right on the street right there because I'm not having a soggy quarantine cupcake. Even better, do this, try this one. So
1: act like when she comes to the window because it'll be pouring down rain, right? Act like your window won't roll down. Like, I can't get it. So she just gets more rain pouring on her as she tries to give you the cupcake.
0: That one always works. Let me me show you. I work with this lady and um, we've worked together a long time if my window wasn't down within 10 feet of her being there, it would be smushed on my window very quick. So um, I I know that I better, if if she's running up, I better have an umbrella out for her or something.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, good luck with the party, man. It sounds like uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, that's, unfortunately that's really all that we can do. It's still, we can't get together in big groups, you know, uh, still, my daughter is really has not left the house. I mean, she is serious quarantine. where I kind of had a little bit more freedom. I'm probably not doing exactly, following by the exact rules of the governor. I've been getting out a little bit, Hank. Been getting out a little bit. I'm not gathering in big groups, but as I mentioned to you before, and you know this about me, I, I got to have some interaction with some people where I just can't survive. And so i uh, been to the golf course a couple times, met in a couple parking lots to drink a beer or two with some. Some friends. I went to a barn uh, uh, last Thursday and watched the NFL draft with a few friends. I watched the draft in a barn. Yep,
0: there were chickens running around. Chickens. Yep, that yeah, most of us would think that that's more of a problem than anything else. You know, I, I, I mean, once you're starting to hang out with chickens watching the NFL draft, because listen, okay. I'm associated sure with the next guy, but that's just looking for trouble. I hit a new
1: low, man. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at my friend. I'm watching the TV as the Panthers make their, like, night selection. And I look to my right, and there's a couple of chickens running around. I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? What am I doing right now? But you know what? That feeling went away real quick, and I stayed and watched the entire draft, the whole first round there.
0: So, you know, it didn't affect me too bad. You got a you got a real sickness over there, Chad. But I I, know I, I will tell you – that you have to um, be creative right now for a sports fan. You're a sports fan, I'm a sports fan. We have missed a lot of sports and we're gonna miss a lot more, you know? Yeah. Um, just, you know, recreational, who knows if our kids will ever play this year. You know, I mean, that, that, it, all this rec sports are probably canceled. A lot of the travel sports will be canceled. Um, a lot of the uh, running races that, you know, you might have 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathon, stuff you've been training for, they're all canceled. Um, I was supposed to do one the weekend, the week of July 4th. They've already canceled it. I mean, we're talking no way. And they've canceled. So, um, you know, it's kind of interesting to have um, to have to find things to do to supplement your sports. And I, I don't know if you had this in your agenda, but I sure would like to talk a little bit about the last dance so far it was definitely number 1 on my
1: agenda. Well, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. We already talked about chickens. Let's run let's now let's talk about the goat. How about that transition? That was- How about that transition? That's why I'm a pro, Hank. That's why I make the big bucks, bro. I that get- transition the goat so good. Anyway, I'm going to let let's let you roll with it, buddy. I want to hear so far, you know, what you think. What are your thoughts? How has it moved you? Any like it's moved me.
0: Well, I got to tell you, it certainly um validates the type of personality, the type of competitor, the type of athlete that Michael Jordan is and was, um, you know, that, that team was a special team. And they they talk about all the, the peripheral stuff, but the most important piece of that whole thing is his want to be the greatest. He did not want to win scoring titles. He did not want to, he wanted to be the greatest to ever play. And his mentality, I can't wait till we get further in it, where they start talking yeah. about how tough he is in practice more. And you know, he punched John Paxson in the face. They even they haven't even got to that. Um, I can't wait till we start to get down town that road. I don't know if you've ever seen the clip of when Scottie Pippen gets in that that talking match with that that cat from uh, the Knicks. I can't remember what his name is, but he starts eyeballing him. They start going back and forth, and then about. Five seconds later, Jordan walks in between them and Scotty just smirks at him like you're getting ready to get in some real trouble with this cat. <laughs> it,
1: yes. It's one I of my favorite. That, that's fantastic. I thought it was great. I think it was episode four when, you know, it, he, Michael mentioned Scotty just needed somebody that he knew would have his back. You know, that when I'm talking about how the team started. Growing. Right. You know, it, it was the Michael show and Michael was never going to win just the Michael show. He had to have the team. And when he realized, "Hey man, I got the people that I can trust around me now. Now let's build them up to try to be on my mentality level." That's when they became champions, you yep. know? He couldn't do it by himself. He needed the team. He needed to know everybody's got each other's back. Dude, it has been moving. My girls, they didn't want to watch it. But I said, "Just give it 10 minutes, you know?" This was 2 weeks ago, or the episode 1 2 weeks ago. Five minutes in, dude, they are glued. You know, they're glued. Get the first, uh, through the first two. So this Sunday for episode three and four, I'm not the one that brought it up. They are like, daddy, Michael's going to be on tonight at nine. Get your popcorn ready. Let's go. They were locked. They were locked and loaded on the couch, Eight forty-five, ready to go. So they're digging it just as much as I am. And I'm sure much as probably half of America is watching this thing. Cause it's really the only thing going on right now. Um, so it actually, it's supposedly ESPN's number
0: one documentary they've ever done. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw that. And you, you know that Hickory has a tie to that documentary. Did you know that? Someone explained that to me yesterday, but go ahead and tell our audience the story. One of our good friends went to college with the gentleman that's the director and producer of that show. And so it's been interesting to, um, you know, have some insight on 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 his background. And to uh, to kind of um, you know I-, I talked to actually our friend today and he said you know uh, you couldn't recognize his voice because they don't have a microphone on him but when he leaned forward especially when he was giving the iPad the yes when he was when he was showing him what Isaiah said when he was handing there and he was asking the question he said he could tell that it was his buddy's voice which is pretty I mean it's pretty awesome I mean this guy for the past two three years has spent just hours upon hours going through this to build this story and he has done a phenomenal job yeah it's been top notch for sure the thing that i asked
1: our friend and our friend is lt um he told me about the hands like the hands that you see when he's handing the ipads to the people to watch the video like to michael and scotty that's his buddy and he said that he's got so many stories we and his buddy has been to hickory beforehand yeah he came to a halloween party and. Um, LT said that I had met him. I, I don't recall meeting him, but anyway, we hopefully he'll come back down here one day and we can really sit down and pick his brain over a nice bourbon or a vodka drink or a beer and he could kind of tell us the ins and outs of really...
0: Because, you know, there's so many stories that they had to leave out of this thing. You know, I bet mean, he's got some doozies. I bet you he's got yeah. real ones. But, you know, they haven't even... There's all kinds of stuff that they're going to have to get into. the The Pistons was... That's an amazing, you know, part of it. You know, I think the next one's the dream team, you know, that they're going to be mm-hmm. talking about. Then there's the, um, I don't know if they're going to go into his baseball, which I, I imagine they'll probably skate into that. There's his dad's death, yeah. which is. Right. I was wondering how they're going to
1: handle that. And there's also all these issues of gambling, you know, that have always hung over Michael's
0: head. I wonder if they're going to bring any of that stuff up. Right. I don't know. Who knows? We'll have to find it's going to be, it's going to be entertaining. I'm looking forward to it. The one I've enjoyed the
1: most has been episode four. It's where it kind of focused on Phil Jackson. And the reason being is, you know, because I'm a coach just like you, right? And everybody has their different different coaching philosophies, if you will, spelled the correct way. Uh, Phil Jackson's philosophy was completely different than any other coach who ever, who ever laced him up as a coach. And right. so uh, he would bring these you know, Native American... Uh, thoughts and stories and he mixed it with yoga and all this stuff and, you know, typically, can you imagine today's NBA player, college player, doing the stuff Phil Jackson got Dennis Rodman to do or Michael Jordan to do? There's no way! So, Phil, I, I, I never realized how important to the whole mix Phil Jackson was, to you know, for the six-peat, but he was an integral part of making it all come together,
0: you know. Hey, he was a, he was an incredible coach, and I think that um that front office, that the stories I mean they make that 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 Kraus guy out to be an absolute serial killer. I mean, golly! And um, but the really and truly, I, I heard something from um Jalen Rose who was talking about really that Reinsdorf guy, the the owner. He was really the henchman behind it too. I mean, he was pushing. They they didn't make him. They did not make him look as bad as they should have.
1: I heard the same thing today. They said the dude was just cheap. To think about, you got Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, and the coach that Michael said, "I will not play with another coach," and they don't care. Like, you're, it's like, could they have won two more? You know, probably. You know, I would think probably so, or at least they would have been in the finals. And if they get to the finals, Michael's gonna figure out a way to win. But the dude's so cheap. My gosh, that's ridiculous. They I didn't- how do you not let them defend their title? How do you not let them defend it? Jerks. What a jerk. The other cool thing I've noticed is like they've got – we've always seen Michael Jordan in this light where he's very somber and quiet, you know, and uh it's very serious. Well, they got him sitting down with a liquor drink, cussing like a sailor. You know, it's probably the real Michael Jordan. i oh, you know, have never real. seen
0: him Pretty amazing. Pretty I mean, amazing you know, stuff. when you see him on the floor, he's 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 a crap talker. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, he he probably is tough on the floor, and this is who he. You know
1: yes, you know, uh, Gary Payton, who was a world class trash talker, said Michael Jordan was the number one, so not only the best basketball player, but the best trash talker as well. But he could back it up, you know. So back it up, talk all you want. Yes, you do. Yeah, so uh, any other good stuff you've been watching on TV? I I watched a movie that I've wanted to see before and haven't got around to it, so my daughter and I watched Ad Astra. It's the astronaut movie with Brad Pitt in it that came out in 2019. Absolutely not.
0: I've not seen it.
1: (laughs) A-D space A-S-T-R-A. Nothing?
0: Nothing No. Nothing to see here? No.
1: Anyway, it was kind of, the way they uh, touted it is to be like, the movie Interstellar, which you probably haven't seen either. But let me just tell you, on a scale of one to four, we're going to four stars. It was probably a one, but I fell asleep in the middle of it. Olivia finished it. I came back and watched the end. The last 30 minutes are just useless 30 minutes of my life. I just threw out the window. It is a terrible ending to a movie. Like It has no finish, no finale, nothing. I mean, building up to it, it wasn't that bad. But the end just did it for me.
0: This, this sounds terrible. And yeah, that was no ringing endorsement. But no, I have not. I, you know, we always talk about this. If I bump into anything, it's 30 minutes or whatever. So um, I'm just trying to get through the end of Ozark. I'm, I'm trying to see the rest of them. And then uh, yeah. somebody was telling me that I got to see uh, a couple other shows or I want to see a couple other shows. I started Yellowstone a long time ago, and I want to see the rest of it um yeah. i i've you know i i don't i usually we're out like especially with the weather as nice as it is we were we were outside till 10 you know really Yeah, nine what do you do, nine, 30 do, you do 10. outside floodlights we got scooters ramps um, we've had yes. any uh wreck that has brought us in at nine forty-five because it's too dark just the whole neighborhood
1: crew, I mean, is it like all the dudes and the gals who have bikes, they're all coming over there?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we've had it where we've had, you know, four or five families. We've had it where we've had just, you know, the neighbor across the street, Zagarolis. Um, Mack yep. and Harris are kind of into the same thing. So it kind of, you know, they'll be hanging out just having fun. We're not worried about them. Next thing you know, it's 930, and you're like, whoa, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but
1: my you know, crew over here... Lucy Rose and her friends in our neighborhood have started a little small bike gang, and so she told you a story about one of her bike adventures before we came on live today on the podcast. But so they'll meet in the afternoon after they do their schoolwork, and they'll probably go around. They they ride their bikes uptown. I mean, they're you know, they're off. It's pretty amazing. They got a cool little group that they roll with. There's a couple older girls that can kind of take care of the younger girls and 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 all that stuff. But it. Uh, so they do that in the afternoon. And then at 8 o'clock sharp, the whole gang gathers in front of our house. And so you'll see, you know, one night there might be only three or four of them. Another night there's 8 to 10, and they're all gathered. all got the lights going on their bikes and their helmets and all this stuff. And then they, they stay out. They got to be in by 930. So they got an hour and a half just to cruise around the neighborhood. What they do, where they go, I am not sure. But they always come back. Lucy's always has an adventure to tell me. Like yesterday's adventure, I don't know if I should necessarily share, I'm not going to share any names, but let's just say an older daughter, an older sister and her brother got into a fight during the bike outing. So they had to pull over in a yard. The older sister slammed the younger brother's head into a tree. And so <laughs> they that ended, that ended the bicycle game event for that night. Everybody had to scatter and go home. But uh, yeah, so she they always got something
0: crazy going on. They're hilarious. Did you That's have a, a d-
1: little bicycle gang when you were little?
0: Like, yeah, yeah we had right a bicycle right? gang. But I think I think it's cool now that Lucy Rose knows who the muscle is in her bike gang. You know, I want to if something, I don't want the chick that slammed <laughs> a brother's head in the tree.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we had,
0: but God. we had a bici- we had a bicycle gang, um, and you know it was funny because we would roll. We we didn't just roll to roll around. We we had like destinations like you know what we're doing we're getting on our bike we're riding to roses and we're going to play double dribble and then we'd be like all right let's let's see if we can get four more guys and see if we can get a pickup game at uh the center and so yeah yeah, you fly into the center so i you know we i don't think i did a lot of hey let's let's just cruise
1: dude how did you remember roses had double dribble i forgot all about that my
0: God. I you know. I can see it. I can I, see it perfectly in my mind right now. I was furious when they got rid of Double Dribble, but right after they got rid of it, they got Mortal Kombat. And that's right when that <laughs> started. It was all right from the yeah. on.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, talk about old school video games. Were you on the text chain where somebody was going to try to buy one of those old Paperboy video games? Remember at the center?
0: I was. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be great if one of us actually got one of those in their basement and we, you know, come by, just bring a bunch of quarters, come by, we'll just stay up late
0: one night and try to conquer the whole game. Get the up whole on. neighbor, yeah, deliver papers to the whole neighborhood. Every time I see yeah. that game, I think of Casey Goodwin with gum in his hair and a pair of really, really white Case swiss on. Hey, man, you
1: nailed it. And he also always had a collared shirt, you know, always pressed a Ralph Lord polo
0: collared shirt. Press yep. to and, the nine. And then he had, like, shorts. Their shorts were, like, madras, and matched <laughs> perfectly. Brother, I'll tell
1: you, man, m- not much has changed. If I took a picture of him right now and sent it to you, he'd probably have the same outfit on, bro. Yeah. Minus the gum in there, though, right? Minus the gum in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, the the only other one that beat Paperboy at the center was, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, John Elway football, where it had the little... he r- pull back... Little- yes yep. yes one of my finest hurt. one of my finest days in video game lore would be the day that i knocked paxton holler off the top of that game
1: oh that's funny while you guys were playing video games i was actually in the gym working all my real games so that's i guess that's what separate i'm more like michael and you're kind of more like i guess and a uh, will purdue you know that's kind of the difference between us right
0: i still got rings you you would remind me of <laughs> dj armstrong though
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's
0: wonderful. You know what? That's the other um, funny thing is I didn't really recognize all the characters on that team, like B.J. Armstrong and Bill Cartwright. You know, the centers back in those days, they were gross dinosaurs. Luke Longley. (laughs) Luke Longley. They're all, you know, goofy and just awful. Could you imagine putting Will Perdue against Shaq right now? Are Bill skinny old yeah. Bill Cartwright trying to post up against you know, um yeah. LeBron. Yeah, think about Luke Longley. You're playing at the top of the key against Giannis. <laughs> Giannis just jokes <laughs> and just dunks on him in three steps. I mean, it's that's hilarious. So, Bill Cartwright so looked like he was seventy-seven years old in that video when he was in his prime.
1: He did, man. He did. He looks exactly the same now, too. Another one was, they haven't really, John Paxson. So, John Paxson, I think he's still involved in the NBA. Does he run a team or like a general manager of a team? I think he's with the boys. Oh, I think you're right. Yes, I think you're exactly right. He looked good. Steve Kerr, we see him all the time. Uh, My daughter, Lucy Rose, was saying, Scottie Pippen looks exactly the same now as he did 20 years ago, which he He does. does. He does. It's so wild. So wild. Yeah, it does. Yeah. He he looks just like it. Yep. Well, um, you know, Hank, as I mentioned before we got on here today, um I, I'm big on having my hair I'm looking looking, having my hair tight and using the right product to keep it keep it rocking. Well, I've gone six weeks without a haircut. Normally I get my hair cut every week and a half to two weeks, right? What? And so no product I get my hair cut a lot. I like it real tight, you know, just tight. You should see the beard on the back of my neck because I haven't been away, haven't stayed. Lucy Rose will come and pick at it. Like you got to take care of that, Dad. And so, six weeks without a haircut, I am a little out of control here. You, on the other hand, as I look at you on our Facetime chat, it's looking pretty tight. Either you have one of those flobies or Reagan, <laughs> a hello hairdresser. You tell me what it is. I, I, because whatever you're doing, I need to get some of that, man. I got to get it tightened up over here.
0: You know, um, the idea of of turning somebody in when they do you a favor is not something that I do. I'm not a narc. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, after six weeks of not having it done, my black market haircut was worth every dollar. And I'm telling you, it was double price trying to get this all done. And I'm, I, I was happy to pay it, happy to pay it. Cause look at this, Chad, oh, no. look at this, Chad, it looks good. Doesn't it's it? Tight.
1: it looks pretty dang good. I must say, I must but I gotta, say. Hey, but I will, I
0: will tell you though, Chad, I'm going to show you something because we're on um, FaceTime. You can see the back of my yeah. head. Ladies at my office said it's a little crooked. You tell me what you think.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh, <laughs> Hank. And also, there's like a, a lightning bolt shaved to the back of it
0: that you have not been able to see yet. <laughs> yeah, They said, I, I walked in the office and they were like, you got a haircut. And they said, did Reagan do it? Because you ought to see this back line.
1: It's just a little wavy, dude. But you know what? I'd take that right now. To get this, what I got going on, cleaned up, I would take it. So, you know, if times get real desperate, I'm willing to sacrifice Pretty much anything, all right? So you just keep that in mind. Two more weeks, if I can't get a haircut, I'm coming right to you, buddy.
0: Po- you podcast, a, a podcast in a barber chair?
1: Hey, ooh, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. Yep. Um. So I don't know, there was some breaking news yesterday, Hank, and I, I don't know if you picked up on this. It hit all the wires, you know? It was like, ding-a-ding, ding ding breaking news, breaking news. But um, the Pentagon, after many years... Decades of saying we do not believe in unidentified flying objects released a statement to the world that said, <clears throat> I can't quote because I don't have it up here on my screen, but it said the two events in 2017 and 2018 seen by the Navy fighter pilots has been confirmed as unidentified flying objects. Objects, not from this earth. So what do you say about that, Mr. Pessimistic?
0: I say, I say they say it's an un- unidentified flying object. They don't say it's an alien, okay? Somebody might be out there making spaceship. might be making uh, uh, airplanes that they don't know about, okay? Maybe there's some burst in uh, hydrogen above the clouds that do this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an astronaut, nor am I a scientist. But what I'm going to say is, is I'm not sold on this stuff until I see ET at my door asking for a ride home.
1: Well, guess what, buddy? It might be happening soon. This is how the uh, air, the the pilot, I did. A, well, this is how he described what he saw. He said there was an object. It was like a circular or oval in shape. That was had a glowing light to it and he looked at it it was on his right wing right and then he said it moved this is the scary weird thing he said it moved like nothing else he's ever encountered it moved like a ping pong ball like if you were to hit a ping pong ball against a wall like really hard and so it moved that fast to the like i think he said it went up and then it went down that fast like if you hit a ping pong ball real fast and then it disappeared in all of 2.3 seconds so it was there. Boom, boom, boom. It does this real weird move, and then it vanishes into the night sky. So anyway, dude, check it out. Breaking news all over the world. They're here.
0: Hey, I'm not saying that I've never been wrong because, you know, about a couple of weeks yep. ago I said the coronavirus wasn't going to affect the way we live. But right, I will say I'm not sold just yet. On this uh, <laughs> UFO video, so let's uh, let's just just give me a little give me a little time to absorb this. But you know, I'm still under the impression that UFO sightings are done by drunk individuals in their backyard, <laughs> not wanting to go bet, to bed, so they stay up and make <laughs> stuff up.
1: I would probably agree with many sightings are you know seen through the drunken eyes of probably many of people in my neighborhood. But anyway. I want you to tune into Ancient Aliens. It comes on the History Channel. It basically is on every night. I've watched the entire twelve seasons or whatever, Hank. I want you to check it out. Just learn a bit, a little bit about what's around us in this universe. Okay. Done. Thank you. Uh, before we leave today, Hank, um, we were talking a little bit about the uh, NFL draft. And I know you're a Panther fan, and I know your son is too, and and you know, that was the first real live sporting event we've had in literally six weeks, you know, that's and again, they're not competing out there, but they're competing for, you know, draft picks and new athletes for their team. We had some friends in Raleigh that actually tailgated. They tailgated for the NFL draft. That's how hard up they were to, you know, have some live sports going on, something, you know, that's not a rerun. Um, what did you think about the Carolina Panthers draft? I think they drafted the Auburn defensive tackle Derek Brown
0: Yeah Derrick got Brown. that cat Derek Brown. you know there's nothing sexy about a defensive lineman, but it is those are the guys that win you you know win your games so All day long. every time you see somebody go defensive lineman, offensive tackle, you know in those first few rounds you're like they got guys for life. In there, you know, yes, the guys might
1: not be the sexy wide receiver or quarterback, but it's the dude that's going to get it done when you got to get it done. He, in the he's quarter going for the championship.
0: Yeah, they're they're going to get that, and then they, the next guy they got that Penn State defensive end. So yeah, you know, yeah. ass rushers. I, I mean, I don't know anything about those guys. It's not like I'm going to tell you that I sit here and I'm the most knowledgeable college fan out there, but. I was pretty excited about those picks because you know that they got probably two good defensive players. And that's kind of, you know, historically, that's where the Panthers live on defense. Yes.
1: I think every draft selection they had, either five to seven, every pick was a defensive pick. So, anyway, Matt Rule trying to turn it around down there in Charlotte. Good luck to him. Let me ask you a question. Let's say, because right now football is completely up in the air. I heard something yesterday or maybe it was this weekend that, they're really trying to have the season, but it might be played with no fans, right? Let's and the season starts in September. I, I do not. Do you, do you see us having a, a real NFL season where eighty thousand people will be crammed into
0: a, a you know a stadium? No, I mean I think I, I think all sports are going to change. You know, I mean I, I think that they're going to get back to that. But I think it's going to be a far time because I think people are going to be more skeptical of spending time, you know, putting thirty dudes against a wall to urinate, putting their beer right. against the toy, you know, the to- whatever. They're they're not going to Absolutely. they're not going to allow their kids and their family to be put in jeopardy. And uh, so, you know, I, I I think it's going to change us for sure. What What do you think about the baseball season?
1: I heard that they pushed it out. They're shooting for a June one. They're going to have to try to have a opening day. Not in yeah. front of fans. Yeah, no fans that are just going to have an opening day. But well, you would love to watch some live baseball starting June, I'm sure, right?
0: I would love it. I mean, I, 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 that's part of the reason that my spring's been so depressing is we don't have any baseball. You know, we're Harris and I are hitting and throwing and, you know, doing all that stuff. But I want to see some baseball. They're, I've been watching a lot of classic baseball um Mm -hmm. tonight i watched uh 99 world series uh game i've watched i've watched a bunch of like classic baseball and uh i miss it man i i'm hopeful that on june 1st they can do it but i don't know if they're going to be able to
1: yeah
0: yeah it's still up in the air they haven't
1: decided exactly how that'll work and before we leave the nfl draft too hank uh andrew moose our star producer of the show just Reminded me that a hickory boy, well, I say a hickory boy, I think he's actually from Georgia, but he went to uh, college at the University of Lenore, Ryan, Kyle Duggar. Yep. Nobody really knew about him outside our area and our conference. Well, guess who knew about him? Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots drafted him with this in the second round, like pick thirty-seven or something. I mean yep. unbelievable. From Little really University, Lenore Ryan University Lenore University. unreal.
0: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Be, but if you see him, have you ever seen him in Hickory? I have not seen him. No. You look at that guy, and you're like, "That's that's an NFL athlete, or that's a pro athlete." I mean, he is yeah. he is built the the part. But
1: I saw I saw not to interrupt you. I, so they showed his uh, conversation when he was in his mom and dad's house, I guess, talking to Bill Belichick. He is absolutely shredded up. I mean, he looks like a robot. He is so chiseled it is unbelievable unbelievable so yes he looked exactly like some yeah. type of pro athlete. so
0: they were saying that he physically you know he's fast he can jump he's got all the attributes of a of a, what a second round pick should be but he's you know all year in this I understand this all year he never faced a top right wide receiver you know I mean I understand that but somebody with all that talent I think Bill Belichick's banking on the fact that he's going to say, you know what, when I can introduce him to this, he's going to be unstoppable. And you know that franchise is known for taking diamonds in the rough and just making them something. So Kyle Duggar, as far as I'm concerned, he couldn't have gone to a better spot. Completely agree.
1: And during the phone conversation with uh, Mr. Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, he said, Kyle, we feel like you're just like us. That's why we wanted you to be a Patriot. They've done their research. They know this dude didn't matter what school he played for or where, you know, how the competition, the level was. They knew that they can get him and coach him up to be a superstar. And how much confidence does that give you when Bill Belichick says, hey, man, yeah, come on in. We, all these other players we could have chosen, but we chose you. you got to feel like, dude, I maybe I really am this, this great at football. And I'm going to work hard to get better. I'm so happy for the guy.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, I mean, they, they the the guy from uh, the safety from LSU, you know, who yeah. played the national championship game. Yeah. He was taken after him. The guy from yes. Minnesota was taken after him. I mean, yeah. D1 guys. Yeah. So impressive, man.
1: I wish him the best. I'm sure he's going to make Lenoir Ryan University and the city of Hickory, North Carolina, very, very proud. Uh well, Hank, buddy, I'm gonna have to probably bounce out here. I gotta get back to the office and my daughter's dance class starts in twenty minutes, and so she's gonna need to have this laptop fully functional. So I got to go. You got anything else you wanna talk uh, tell our fine uh, listeners of the big fan?
0: Hey, the only thing I'm I, this is gonna be a positive little addition to the big fan is yeah, during this whole time, our mental health is of utmost importance. And I think a lot of people that are seeing doom and gloom by staying inside and everything, get outside, make some, uh, like, uh, do something fun, making an adventure opposed to thinking that it's all doom and gloom. Because I feel like as a society, a lot of us are putting uh, too much emphasis on the, the cons of what's going on and not, um, maybe enjoying the quiet time. I love this Hank. And actually I'm glad you said that. So
1: about, I guess it was about three weeks ago. We were thinking the same. Everything you read in the media, it's it's despair and it's dark. Well, we tasked our employees at Deluxe Printing to say, "Hey, we've got this printing press. You know, we're not printing anything. Nobody's working. Why don't we do something positive? Come up with inspiring or encouraging words." And so, uh, you know how you'll see on the back of people's cars, like OKI for Oak Island Beach or OIB or for Ocean Isle Beach, or you know, you see those right. little oval stickers. Well, we have the template for that little sticker, and we had our employees pick out words that they thought would be encouraging. And so we had the word like strong and courageous and uh, hopeful and grateful, uh, blessed. So we, we had like 20 words. And so we printed them in all these different colors, and we created kits. And I took them to the hospitals. We took them to the city. We took them to the schools before, you know, how they were giving out lunches to the mm-hmm. kids. they, they distribute them, and the goal is they're free. Right. So let's put them all over every window you see, every wall you see. And so when people, you know, they're walking down the street and they feel a little despair, they feel a little dark. They can look up and see a sign that says uh, joyful, you know, or, right. yeah, blessed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, this campaign is called the Encouraging Word Campaign. They sent a bunch to the city. The mayor's got a bunch of them. So you can get these stickers. I'm not trying to promote anything here, but shoot, let's get some stickers in people's hands. All they got to do is go to deluxeprintinggroup.com, click the header. It says Encouraging Words Campaign. Go right there, order your stickers. We'll send them to the mail. We, we had a big order in Raleigh. One of my buddies wanted to give them to his co-workers. Another person in Greensboro wanted to distribute it to her health. There was a nurse that took care of her. She wanted to give her a sticker that said uh, Joyous or proud pride or something. I don't know. But anyway, it's out there right now. Let's spread encouraging
0: messages to all the people because we
1: need it right now.
0: We definitely need need it right now. I feel like if if there's, and there's probably more people that you don't, um, that you come in contact with that probably are in different positions as you. I mean, even from spouse to spouse, from friend to friend, um, you know, spending time in your home can be depressing if you're getting out more or whatever. So, um, you know, getting outside and doing something like, even a car ride or um, getting into a park or doing something where you can continue to be safe. But uh, I think it's pretty important to kind of do all that stuff. Very well said, sir. Um,
1: I'm going to add to that real quick. You know, uh, you know, this about me, Hank, you know, sometimes I'll end up staying up a little bit late and I've got a neighbor who's got a guitar. And so we were, have been talking about writing a song, about not necessarily what we're in, we're going through, but just some stuff that has happened to us over the last six weeks. Well, by God, uh, Hank, we did it. We finished the song last night. can't tell you exactly what time we wrapped it up, but we did wrap it up. And I will debut this song for you and our audience in two weeks when we come back for, for our next episode of The Big Fan. So that will give you something really to look forward to. I can't My wait. voice. Over this wonderful track that he created.
0: I you know what we're going to call
1: this song? You know what okay. we're going to call this song, Hank? Um, you know what we're going to call this? Two drunk guys,
0: two drunk neighbors?
1: <laughs> we're going to call it Hank's song. Okay, that's it's going to be known as Hank's song. Named after you, buddy, okay? So anyway, Fantastic. you guys, check in two weeks. The big fan will be back with the, the debut of Hank's song. Can't yeah, I know wait. You're excited. Yes, absolutely moose thank you for producing this fine uh, episode today hanks good seeing your face hopefully i'll see you soon maybe we can get out and about you know breathe some fresh air together uh, and to, to our listening yep. yep and to our listening audience thank you very much for listening and uh, please tune in two weeks y'all take care be safe peace you've been listening to the mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts sports to entertainment